Hello, and welcome to OKC Span, the only podcast called OKC Span. Welcome, everybody. Uh, welcome. Uh, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back to the OKC Span podcast edition. It's been a whole pandemic since we've spoken. And uh, I can tell you, I missed you. Really missed you. I hope that you missed me as well. Um, the last couple of months, I've been pretty quiet. OKC Span has been pretty quiet the last two months. I'll tell you why. It's because I've been really sick. I was actually in the hospital uh, for a week and a half a couple of months ago. Uh, and I didn't get a card or a call or a visit from any of you. <laughs> you <laughs> just you ignored should. text messages. Yeah, I just think, yeah, I got, yeah, got a few texts. Uh, they were usually like, got a bunch of supportive texts two weeks later. <laughs> Lindley, uh, my friend Lindley, um, I'll talk more about her later. <laughs> Um, my friend Lindley uh, texted me a few days later, and she's like, well, are you fucked? <laughs> Basically, um, I don't know if you're dead or yet, or not yet, Marty, but... Uh, um, so we're definitely putting the E after the... <laughs> yep, yeah, we put an E for explicit language. You know what? You know what? Fuck it. E for effort, right? Oh, E for effort, man. We can... We can just go. Um, so you hear somebody else in the room. I'm going to tell you who that is. Uh, that is my friend and my comrade, Lindsay Faye Smith. Oh. Yeah, middle named her. No, you, you, you fucked up my first name. Oh, my God. I said Lindsay, didn't I? You did. Do you want me to clap? Jesus. Yeah, clap. With us is my friend and my comrade, Lindley. Faye Smith. <laughs> Welcome, Lindley. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> this is the first time I'm doing this, so I'm like a little sweaty. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. I just don't sweat on the microphone. That's actually electrified, and that will kill us both. Uh, well, you already dodged that bullet once, so I'm not going to. That's right. I did almost die recently, so, you know, it's kind of like phase, or not phases of death. What's that? Final destination. Final destination. <laughs> like so I, on your... On, on the bus, there's going to be one of those things. Like, totally, uh, that totally, right totally through. rode the bus here today, and I was like, man, I'm fucked. Like, uh, <laughs> this operator. Well, and also, I was waiting to get on the bus at the transit center. Taking the good old number five. Uh, it goes from downtown up Classen. I don't know. Pretty far. Up north of the village or something. I don't know. Um, anyway, I was taking number five, and I just thought, yeah. They, well, when I was waiting to get on the bus, the operator couldn't get the doors to work. you got to get the doors to close so he could reset the computer stuff for him to, like, take over the shift. And he couldn't, like, the doors wouldn't close. And I was like, well, this is definitely how I'm going to die, right? Something. I mean, it's just a small small malfunction it's going to turn into a bigger thing like a final destination somehow the front door is having a hard time closing this guy having difficulty as the great tim mcgraw says live like you're dying right <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, every once in a while i think of, she's in a tv show now who 
Tim McGraw. Really? Yeah, yeah. I uh, don't do TV. I can't see. Well, fair enough. Uh, no, fair enough. You're not missing much. <laughs> but the show, hey, Lindley, the show sounds great. <laughs> anyway, um, you don't have to watch. Uh, <laughs> I got it now. <laughs> it sounds that was wonderful. Like, um, for the listeners, <laughs> for those back at home, I'm legally blind. And I'm I'm totally down with um, blind jokes. Okay. It's good because... Because uh, <laughs> I'm going to get them regardless. Yep. It's true. <laughs> I try not to make them. I do sometimes, like just now. Just, I was yeah. like, this show sounds great. Anyway. Stephen uh, may cut this stuff the, out. It's, it doesn't matter. Um, the first time that I met Lindley, I had her and mm. uh, the co-executive director of the nonprofit organization, Period OKC, which I want to talk more about in a few minutes. But I had Lindley and Jen as guests on my monthly uh, live show at Pony Boy. And it came up very quickly as they were coming to sit down that Lindley can't see. And, uh, <laughs> and I said, well, uh, just know that I'm incredibly handsome. <laughs> Lindley said, without pause, I can see from this close. <laughs> Just totally, no, you're not. Uh, anyway, Lindley is the executive director of a local nonprofit organization called Period OKC. Uh, and I can talk a lot about Period because it's my favorite nonprofit organization in town. But why would I talk about it when we've hmm. got uh, when we've got uh, the mouth of a horse <laughs> in the room with us? Lindley, you want to tell us a little bit about uh, about Period OKC? Sure. This is the first time I'm telling this story um, on a, a radio setting, so like I'm a little nervous. It's like it's like it's my first period, right? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, so Period OKC has been in existence since February of 2021. So we are new um, babies. In fact, um, in February, we'll hit our three-year mark. Mm-hmm. Um, so it all started whenever we were driving through downtown amidst the pandemic, and we saw folks who were unhoused, um, potentially experiencing homelessness, and had this light bulb moment of, how are they managing their menstrual cycles? Um, and so we started giving away pads and tampons, created a Venmo account, um, and we started getting money. And it kind of been like a, became like an, oh shit, is this like legal? <laughs> and so then we decided to um, become a 501c3 um, registered with the state and federally so we can actually function as a nonprofit. Um, fun fact, just because you're registered tax exempt, you still pay taxes. Mm. Um, we found a loophole because we were able to classify as a healthcare provider, mm. um, because cool. menstruation is part of your health that you can't help. Um, shocker, but mm-hmm. you would be surprised. Um, and so, but keep that in mind for, if you want to start a nonprofit, you're still gonna pay taxes, <laughs> and just don't start a nonprofit. <laughs> I bet Marty can speak oh, through that. Um, but to get to a little bit more of the details, um, we keep our mission really simple. We donate free menstrual products, and I'll call it out really quickly. Um, you will hear me use the word menstrual um, products, period products. You will never hear me use the word women or feminine hygiene products. 
If you do, I will correct you promptly. And um, I'll be polite about it, unless you're Marty Piercy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that is simply because it's not all women who menstruate. Um, We look after our gender fluid individuals, our trans men who still have a menstrual cycle. Mm -hmm. And so we use the color purple because it's a combination of pink and blue. You get the idea. And um, you will never see pink in our logos or anything like that. If you do, some deals designed it and it will be taken down promptly. So call (laughs) us out if it's on there. Um, And now that I've said that, you'll start noticing feminine hygiene products everywhere. It's true. Um, So keep that in mind. But back to what we do, Um, aside from donating them, we started out and we do some education like I just did. I would also like to continue with education in that a little known fact is that SNAP benefits do not cover menstrual products. Incredible. Very terribly incredible. Um, and they're also um, taxed at a higher rate where there are a handful of other things that are untaxed. Let mm. me give you a couple examples, mm-hmm. Marty. You may know where I'm going with <laughs> oh, this. I have no idea. <laughs> um, Viagra is untaxed. Rogaine is untaxed. And um, I can go down the list, but we see who makes our laws. Um, Uh And so we do some education advocacy in that realm, um, especially during the session. Um, And though that has passed, thank heavens. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But to give you some statistics on how much we have donated, and then I'll talk about who we've donated to. Mm -hmm. Um, We donated last calendar year, and I wanted to get you a total to date, but I didn't get my shit together before this. Um, That's so okay. I don't forgiveness. Grace. I don't have any. I don't have my shit. Together. <laughs> <laughs> um, but last calendar year, I can give you very specifics. Um, last calendar year, we donated two hundred thousand d- products. Over that, so I'll be very specific. Two hundred two thousand four hundred and nine products. Wow. And that equates to about seventeen thousand a month, and that means with the help of the community. We donated over eight, donated and covered on over eight hundred cycles. I mean that's incredible, that's incredible work. Uh, and and I think, I don't think this is something that people think about. And I don't just mean uh, men either. I mean I think people who menstruate, uh, by and large, if you are middle class or higher, this is just not really something that probably crosses your radar all that often. Uh, I, I, you know, I have a background in services for right. people experiencing homelessness, so maybe it's a little bit more apparent to me. Uh, you know, I, I've told you before, mm-hmm. Lindley, that in my office I kept mm-hmm. lots of uh, menstruation products uh you know, pads and tampons specifically, but also kept clean underwear in my yeah. in my lockers and stuff like that. I didn't have that many clients who menstruated, but all the other case managers would come by and ask if I mm-hmm. had any. And so I'd make it a habit to get the whole gamut of like yeah. sizes and types and, you know. And that's part of what we do and I pride myself with our work is that we give folks dignity. What size do you want? Do you want pads or tampons? Right. It's it's not just you can't afford them. Take what you can get. Right. Like I think that's unfair to offer people. Um, it can't always be the case, but we try our best to make sure it is. Um, I want to also add that 
all of our we since we're under three years we don't qualify for many operating grants and so aside from a couple that we've gotten go to specific things but other than that everything we've gotten the that number i gave you um, because we hadn't gotten any last year um was directly community driven mm. and that's pretty fucking mm -hmm. incredible that's great yeah and so it counts from you know every box of tampons like that counts what i found uh i mean you do this stuff formally through the organization um i swear to god if you kick that table one I more know. fucking time no i'm just kidding I, don't, <laughs> I didn't even notice it. you just made a face um what was I saying? I thought... <laughs> I do formally. <laughs> oh, formally. Okay. So, uh, you and the organization formally, you know, fundraise and, and do supply drives. Uh, a great opportunity, by the way, if you just want to get involved uh, periodically. They <laughs> Periodically. Oh, get it? Um, yeah, feel free to use the word periodically, which I do not own in your future <laughs> communications about this organization. Uh, our newsletter is called The Monthly. The we... Monthly. <laughs> that's our periodical. <laughs> yeah. The Monthly. Ooh. Oh, it's good. Anyway, we're brainstorming, folks. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you want to pitch in, uh, <laughs> Lindley's phone number. <laughs> yeah. I'm not precious about it. <laughs> uh, no, but my point was just that uh, the organization does formal fundraising and uh and uh supply drives and what i was saying a great way to get involved if you just wanted to pitch in and get to know some people with the organization is uh on a, periodically they do a, an event like they did this weekend where mm -hmm. they have a bunch of volunteers get together and, and make period packs yeah uh, what's in that glad you asked um, so what we do is we create what we call, um, we typically call them kits. I'm not sure why. I think we, somebody said it and we were like, sounds good. Um, and so in those kits, that's what we donate to organizations. Um, I'll use. <coughs> okay. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Held up my finger and everything. I know. And I could see it. Um, <laughs> We, well, that's what we, this is what we donate to um, organizations, and I'll use low-hanging fruit here. Um, for example, Pivot, the Homeless Alliances who use those that are fairly well-known. If you're, if you don't know them, you should look them up. Mm -hmm. um, and so they are packs of either 20 pads or 20 tampons, and each include five liners. And in theory, based on our research, that's enough to cover approximately the average person cycle. Mm -hmm. So when those aid organizations give their products to an individual, that should cover them for a cycle, or they have some to share with their friends mm -hmm. um, or their um, housemates or something like that. And so what your spouse, Joe Beth, <laughs> um, was there. I wasn't there. I was celebrating Pride at a booth. Um, but we have volunteers, and it's monthly. Um, get together and um, we have a list of orders that have come in throughout the month and then a group of people just pack. If I'm there, we have board members who take turns hosting. If I'm there, you will probably listen to Harry Styles. Like, eh, I may take requests. Um, but um, You know, I'll be honest, yeah. I'm so out of touch with uh, popular culture that I was trying 
I was going through my mental Rolodex of people who were involved in nonprofits in Oklahoma City trying to come up with who the hell Harry Styles was. <laughs> come to the next packing party. I'm hosting it. Okay. And we'll listen to Harry Styles. We'll house. listen to Harry Styles. Yes. Uh, he's he's a vice president of the board of the nonprofit organization. No, I don't. Okay. Harry Styles, the musician, if you will. That might be very niche based on the listenership. No I don't idea. know. Um, and so... Um, yeah, people just folks just come in and pack and it's from one to three on a Saturday and then the following Thursday those organizations who have placed the order um, come by and pick them up from four to six. That's super cool. Um, now if people because I usually you reach out to me before I do something where I'm like doing a supply drive or something mm-hmm. um, is that probably better to contact the organization and say I want to do a supply drive? Uh, I, I just Here's why. Okay, I'm I'm being duplicitous. Let me just let my mm-hmm. yes be yes and my no be no here. <laughs> what I'm asking is, uh, I guess my point is that it, if you want to do a drive, if you want to help mm-hmm. out, the best way to help out, well, I'll say something that Lindley probably won't because I don't work for this nonprofit organization, and so it is okay if I am untoward. The mm-hmm. best thing that you can donate to any nonprofit organization uh, yeah, is money. With this. It's money. And it's money without saying, I want this to go to coats or I want this to go to whatever, you know, like underpants specifically. Like we do need that money. And it's great that we get money that's earmarked for specific purposes. But what we in the organizations, especially the small organizations yeah. like like the ones that that yeah. Lindley and I work yeah. for um, we need your money because we need it discretionary we're the ones who mm-hmm. know what we need to do and so please uh, when you're making donations please consider I know it's sexier and feels better to like here's a pack of tampons that I know will be used by somebody who couldn't get their own that feels good and I'm not saying don't do that do both um, but okay so if somebody wanted though to do a supply drive should they contact you and just say here's what i'm thinking of doing do you have some parameters yes and no i will never if somebody said hey i do it did a drive but we'd like the products to go to you i'm not gonna say no to you right um but it is helpful if you reach out to us um the easiest way, and I monitor this inbox, it's hello at periodokc.org, um, and at mine's easy, lindley at periodokc.org, um, and say, I'm doing this drive. That way we can promote you on social. Mm-hmm. If you're another organization or a company, we can say thank you. Um, and then I will say, if you do decide to donate products, we need tampons. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. We get donations of pads. But we don't get we buy tampons we spend well over a couple thousand dollars on tampons every month wow Wow. um and i will tack on to what oh before i move on um another thing is i will i do encourage people who want to do a drive to drive and then pack kits and we'll provide you with the necessary things you need to do that so i can kind of roll the tape a little bit more um on how to get the most bang for your products, That's so to right. speak. And I will add about the monetary donations, yes, to what Marty said. Um, specifically, 
we are able to buy wholesale. So it's, in theory, if you think um, fiscally, it um, saves mm. money. So, um, and sometimes we need things like the bags we put our kits in. So yes, right. that's what Marty said. Yeah, I mean, there's there's always discretionary things. In, but like, I think that's something probably people wouldn't have uh, occurred to people that like, yeah. oh yeah, they don't give that many tampons. Well, because pads an easier choice to buy because it can be used by you right. know, more people or yeah. whatever but still like needing those products uh, you know it, it, uh, this holiday season um, we got to partner with uh, Literati Press mm -hmm. and Plunge in uh, in the Paseo and um, some of the people from Red Dirt Poetry uh pitched in and we did a drive and and collected hygiene products but also there's an organization here in town that serves adults with disabilities and developmental disabilities and they needed some services and so it was a special need so we actually did a drive from uh for underwear specifically you know women's underwear we don't usually use gendered uh, terms like that with this organization, but uh, <laughs> that is true. It's yeah. just the case for that. But uh, but yeah, we were able to uh, do a special, specific drive. So I, you know, I really encourage you to be in contact and be engaged with this organization. I, I can't, you know, I don't put too fine a point on it. it. Really, is my favorite organization in town, and there are a lot of good orgs in there Oklahoma City doing a lot of good stuff. I just <laughs> we this, donate to them. They're incredible. Right. This just fills a need that has not been addressed in my entire experience with nonprofits in Oklahoma City, honestly. Uh, I mean, like, some organizations have this stuff on hand, but, like, somebody focusing on getting the needed products in the hands of the people who need them, that's really important. Uh, and I appreciate it. Thanks, Lindley. You're welcome. Yeah, and... Uh, uh, again, just check them out, and uh, there will be volunteer experience. I really encourage you to go to their fundraisers and volunteer experiences because this is not a bunch of stodgy old rich people. Uh, this no. is like, like when I go to one of their events, I'm frequently toward the older end of people there, and I'm, I'm just a pup. We like age diversity. <laughs> <laughs> is that the diplomatic way to say that? <laughs> I just feel like he's called me old, but yeah, that's a fairly diplomatic way to do it. Uh, you know, Marty, you're decrepit. <laughs> I walked in here and I could smell dust. <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> so that's great. Let's uh, let's talk about some other stuff. So, uh, I didn't do a proper introduction to this podcast. I do just want to say for the listener. It's our inaugural, it's not our inaugural episode, but it's our inaugural episode on the return of the podcast. So um, my plan is to have somebody different each week, but not really somebody different each week. I want to bring, like, next month I'm going to have Lindley back, you know. Oh. I'm going to have, yeah, I'm going to have people. I'm going to be monthly? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Very monthly well, or might periodically? Be, yeah, both, both of those. But, uh, but yeah, I want to have... I want you, the listeners, to get to know some of the members of this community that are in my circle, of course, uh, because they're the people I know. But I want to get—I want you to get to know some of our community members 
and to also just have a familiarity where it can eventually this podcast can be a little bit like hanging out with a couple of friends yeah. and talking about the events of the day. Uh, speaking of events of the day, I want to run through a couple of them. Uh, oh, and dear. Well, no, it's not. This is not a quiz. Uh, you feel free to ask questions. No, uh, I, that was a general, like, if you guys could see my hand motion. Nah. Blanket, oh, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, this weekend, I mean, this month, but this weekend in Oklahoma City was the big pride celebration. Oh, yeah. It was fun. I got to go to the parade yesterday, um, and... Uh, as you know, it's kind of hard for me to get <laughs> to get out these days, but like it was great. DJ and I walked down. Joe Beth was in the parade, so DJ and I sat in the shade of a tree by the art museum and just chilled out and watched the parade um, and saw a bunch of people I know, and uh, and that was great. And it was like it was hot, but it, it was, was nice. Hot as fuck. Yeah, it was real hot uh, the whole weekend. It's gonna be hot this week too, but you know, but I think. Um, I haven't got to talk to anybody who really participated in the larger celebration. I couldn't make it to that, uh, but it seemed like everything was a success again this year, and I'm, I'm happy for that. Yeah, I want to give props to the Pride Alliance. Um, as a vendor, we um, were in one specific tent on Saturday from noon to five, which public area, people were rolling in early, which is fantastic. Um, and there were a lot of nonprofits, mm. which is just so cool for everybody to be together. And a lot of us knew each other. And so that yeah. was that was fun for those working the booth. And like Periodoke C was right next to Shred the Stigma. Oh, great. Check them out. Oh, please do. Yeah. And um, and so and since we were located, our big tent was right kind of just in front of the stage. Mm. Um, so we got a ton of action and it was busy nonstop. Yeah. And we were in the shade under that, it. That's <laughs> so nice. So it was, I mean, serious thank you on behalf. I think I can speak for all nonprofits. All of our tables were marked and it was affordable for us. No, that's good. Yeah. And so thank you. Yeah, I'm always curious about that. Like, uh, I had a conversation about the parade yesterday evening. About somebody asked me what I thought of it, and I was like, "Well, it's, it's a parade. So it's not a lot of things you don't expect, you know." I'm like, "But you know, the, uh, as far as the pride parade went, uh, my criticisms uh, really aren't on the people who put the parade together. Right. But uh, there were way too many cops, um, which." I'm not going to shock anybody to say this. Uh, <laughs> one cop is more than enough, uh, and usually it's too many. Um, but uh, so there were way too many cops, and uh, also the parade was just there were just some, and it's how all parades are. It's not just pride, but it's just I have a hard time mustering enthusiasm for the cox truck with fucking balloons yeah. on it or whatever you know what i'm saying like it's just uh it's rainbow washing capitalism which i'm not i'm not in favor of any color washing <laughs> capitalism like let's at least call we'll call it what it is when it's killing all of us um, <laughs> but so uh, yeah just the parade was probably 75 percent like company but who can afford to enter a parade? That was going to be my yeah. my point there. And, yeah, and I mean, like, I would have loved to see you and some 
maybe some uh, some clients, uh, some recipients, mm-hmm. if they were willing to, you know, uh, and some other volunteers and board members. It'd be great to see y'all like and carrying. You know, uh, carrying menstruation products and handing them out. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that would be great to see. But you know what? I'd rather you use that money to buy buy products to give out, you know. Um, And for a nonprofit organization, that is not, I just want to say, that is not a critique of Pride Alliance. Yes. Um, Like, listen, we capital is late stage capitalism is the water we're all swimming in and if you want to do a big event i'm like with my like if i'm buying bikes for people for my nonprofit, you, you know what walmart. i'll go buy them at walmart <laughs> that's the only thing i'll ever buy at walmart you never see me in that uh because there are certain things that we will compromise on for the good of our mission constituency mm-hmm. and sometimes that means we can't spend 125 150 as a parade entry fee because that's this many. I mean, it's really hard to not sit back and think of how many, how many tampons and pads exactly. that would be. Yeah, and I, but I will say I was just there on Saturday, and um, because that was when Period OKC had a booth, and everybody was just so joyful, and it's yeah. just amazing. And, and I, I just wanted to keep walking by and saying, um, "Excuse me, I love your outfit." Um, are you staying hydrated? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it was just incredible, the spirit of everyone. Um, So, and that speaks to the environment that's created. Yeah, it really does. Uh, I think doing this in Scissor Tail, uh, this is not shade at 39. I love (laughs) having two personally. I know that there are some people, there's some animosity in the air between certain factors of certain groups and like that's not my lane uh like i'm not i'm not involved i don't know anything about it no fair (laughs) enough like uh why get involved it's not your (laughs) it's not it's not your business uh that's family business and it ain't my family's kind of how i feel about it but like i do the not my circus (laughs) it's a kind of yeah Yeah. not my monkeys not my circus but well yeah it just uh so I am glad we have two prides in Oklahoma City now to be in competition like sometimes happens around here uh, right now. But I believe we can move past that as a community. Again, it's not my it's not my lane. And I'm not trying to claim it, but I'm here to support. I'm here to be a good ally. And so I'm happy to be I'm happy to participate where I'm needed. Right. Uh, but I'm not I'm not. Not his set, his set, cishet, white dude yeah. busting open the door to take over pride. I'm <laughs> certainly not there. interested. Um, um, did Wichita, I mean, Edmund have a, have a pride? Uh, yeah. I, or, or did the kibosh get on that uh, one? You know what? I'm really curious if they had a pride. If you know, if you, yeah. yeah, call in. Uh, <laughs> Someday we uh, really hope to have that feature. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, let's go to the phones right <laughs> yeah. now. Oh, this is not live? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know if Edmund had one. It's funny that you said Wichita, because I always say that. Uh, like, yeah. if it's, if it's, as long as it's before sundown, right? Right. Like, the only time, the only time I'm going, so it is, but I don't, I am a, like, I am that dude. Like, if it's, and I was like this in Chicago, too. It's not new for me for Oklahoma City, because uh, in Chicago we would say, I live close to downtown, so we'd say, uh, 
Never north of north after nine. Never north of Fullerton. <laughs> See, my I um, I lived in LA for seven years, and um, it, we would say like, if it's cr- past the ten, I can't date you. Yeah, <laughs> it totally makes sense yeah. to me. Like, yeah, you. No, absolutely. Like. Oh yeah, That's you. Over, this I yeah, I I live up by DePaul, and you're a student at University of Chicago. Like that's not gonna work out. Like I gotta take three buses That's to a get long to you, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you might as well live in uh, Milwaukee, <laughs> yeah, or Wichita from here. Now to, around here, it's honestly I'm almost never north of 36th. Yeah, I isn't that weird? Have, no, it's not. Unless I have to go to Trader Joe's. Well, see, I. I would make a category correction. I've never had to go to Trader Joe's. Ooh, I, I, there are some things <laughs> that I really enjoy too. Well, they've Is got that some the, nice stuff. Like the, the white girl in me. The, oh, no, I don't. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. You're like, I, neither of us are off the hook for being white people here, yeah, but. Uh, the stereotype of. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, though. That seems to be just pretty, just a standard middle class yeah. kind of a thing. Uh, I went there recently, um, and uh, for one thing, I was wearing a Protect Trans Kids t-shirt. Didn't realize it, but uh, a woman came up to me in the aisle and very quietly yeah. said, hey, thank you for wearing that. Oh, my I son. this was going to go a no, different direction. No, I did too. I did too. <laughs> but no, she, we had a really genuine, quiet conversation about this tone of voice, you know, in the aisle at Trader Joe's about <laughs> how much she loves her son and how scary this world has become it was a really good conversation and so i was really happy that i happened to be wearing that shirt that day um even though i had bandages underneath and it made me look all misshapen and weird she still approached the stranger and no it was very nice so i you know i just think it's like it's a middle class place um it's i'll tell you what it's great for if you're a young single person it is great essentially Uh, yeah yeah well yeah you know like just like, I don't know. For me, as a young bachelor, it was just like, well, I'm not going to fucking try today. Thank God Trader Joe's exists. <laughs> like, oh, they got a burrito that I can stare at and then it's warm enough to <laughs> exactly. eat? Okay, that's what I'll do. Call in if you have any Trader Joe's. Yeah, if you, yeah let's go me. to the phones. Yeah, um, so, yeah I, uh, whatever. Uh, you, live, you live downtown. Where do you grocery shop? I usually grocery shop at the Homeland at 18th. And okay. Classen, uh, okay, that is employee-owned. Uh, oh, really? Well, Homeland in general is it's one of the things they tout. They do a yeah. I mean, I can't really speak to how that works, but no, I no, I do not believe. But maybe I don't know. They haven't been bought by Kroger, and that's a huge deal. Um, Walmart, absolutely. So I really do. I mean, they're a local business, and mm-hmm. I encourage you to use them as much as possible. Um, but yeah, I usually we do our main shop at Homeland and our supplementary through Urban Agrarian. Yeah. Um, can't get some staples through Urban Agrarian, but anything you can get from this generally going to be better than what you get at the grocery store. Also, I'm biased. I worked at Urban Agrarian for a few years. Yeah, they're friends. They're bros. Um, yeah, um, big fan of that. So Pride was good. Here's something that I'm going to bet... You have not even heard of Lindley. Let's hear it. And I'm going to bet that most of the listeners haven't heard of it either. Good, quality content. Yeah, and that troubles me. I mean, it should trouble you. So our city has, and it's already in progress, but our city has set aside a large amount of money um, for 
what they are calling a real-time crime center. Oh, dear God. Doesn't that sound great? <laughs> like, that's exactly the response. I'm sorry, fuck. <laughs> like, I, I can hear the, like, I can watch the sarcasm just, like, running out of your pores. Oh, oh it's just yeah. the, the simple idea of it. Absolutely. It makes my skin crawl. Because it's, I mean, look... I'm not going to break any ground here saying this shit. I'm not going to surprise anybody to hear this coming from Marty, okay? But uh, look, every year, every police department comes to uh, their city, and they do not come hat in hand like all the nonprofit organizations that actually do something in our community. Um, They come expecting an expansion of their budget, and they get one. And here's the thing. If it's been a bad year and crime has gone up, they will come before the city council and say, we need more money, crime is up. But if crime is down, they'll come before the city and say, (laughs) see how good we're doing? We need more money to even improve how good we're doing. You know, it's a a lie, it's It's a a scam. It's a real corporate tactic. (laughs) It really is. And so they've got money to build this real-time crime center. I don't... I don't know what world you live in that that doesn't sound incredibly dystopian. Like, that is Philip K. Dick level. Oh, a real-time crime center. So, like, are we going to have cameras at every corner now? Are we building a surveillance state? Because that's what it's for, is to gather data, but also to just to monitor members of the community. And you know which members of the community they're generally monitoring it ain't mm. you. Um, <laughs> not a lot of people who you're running into at Trader Joe's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I, I'm deeply skeptical of any big innovative uh, thing that comes from the police rather th- than from a community saying we need to put guardrails up. I'm fine with that, but anytime it's the... It's the actual violent arm of the state saying we've got a new intervention uh, for our work to be even more efficient. It just sounds like putting more people in jail to me. That reminds me of, you know that episode of Black Mirror? Did you ever watch it? It was back when I could see where the bees were. Um, they, or maybe it was, I don't know. Listeners, call in. Um, the yeah, bees, let's go to the phone. Yeah, the bees were cameras and they were spying on the... <laughs> <laughs> This sounds like you had a dream. I no, Maybe I know. That's, that's what I swear, I really don't do drugs. And then the but it dogs, like it. and then the dogs came out. They released the hounds, and then the uh, hounds started barking, and bees were shooting out of their mouth. It was a really crazy episode or dream or dream. Yeah, it could be that. Um, that's really where, where as for myself specifically, where is this going fi- to be? Can I find more information about this? And then yes, oh, God, you know, it is. Like, there are lots of, uh, if you wanted to find out something about planning, say, is there going to be a streetscape? Can I get some answers about that? Super, they're super easy to get a hold of. Somehow, the rogue department of the city that has all the weapons and power, they're less forthcoming with that information. I was scared you were going to say that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they just it's just the truth. Like, they have a separate public information officer who's actually a cop, too. So they're, they're towing the line. That's a company job, you know. Um, 
Whereas most departments, I, you know, a lot of departments have their own PIO, but mainly if I'm looking for information on city stuff, I contact uh, the communications director, Christy Yeager. Uh, I texted her the other day with a question about the police, and she said, you should ask, and like directed me to their PIO, which is like not what I wanted, obviously. I mean, I'm... So Godspeed. Yeah, no, and like, you know, it's my own my own doing. I'm not like, I don't feel like I've gotten short shrift, but like to some extent I'm a known entity, I'm a, and, and they don't, well, they don't like me, do they? And I'm married to that uppity counselor who, you know, et cetera. So, like, I don't expect help from, which is fine. Like, let's be honest. I don't expect help from the cops. You know what? They should not expect help from me either. Like, we're, that's fine. Yeah. That's a, that's a, we know each other. We know where we stand, right? <laughs> um, but, like, I don't know. That, uh, this real-time crime center thing troubles me. Our nine, our nine one one says this is a whole episode of a podcast that we could get into. But uh, you our, have a guest I should, uh, yeah, and maybe one day I will because it's complicated. We took a whole forty-five minutes to just talk about uh, the successes and failures of nine one one since it was really introduced nationwide, which is nine eight eight. Talking nine eight eight. No nine one one. I'm talking about the original. Yeah, that started in my lifetime. Uh, I was a kid. Uh, Public Enemy had a song about it. Nine one one is a joke. Um, you should go listen to it. It's a political document. We um, both just aged ourselves. Oh yeah, no time. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm. Yeah, between Harry Styles and Public Enemy, we really got <laughs> really got our finger on the pulse. Uh, but no, I just you Broad know. Broad range of audience. <laughs> But I, I don't expect to get a lot of good information from many of them. But like our nine one one system, still doesn't like the categorizations of types of calls. Um, the categories are too broad, mm-hmm. uh, so it's really hard to go through the data and see what calls were a mental health crisis, what calls right. were a domestic, rather than what were domestic involving somebody having a mental health crisis, uh, things like that. You know, we, we would love to be able to drill down on that information. And I, I don't mean we being uh, the media. I don't mean we being uh, radical leftists or liberals or centrists. Or, I'm saying we... Um, we who claim to want to change the system and improve it, which is almost everybody, even the the police quote unquote union claims to want that right um, so I really I think if we I think we can address some of that stuff, I don't think the way to do it uh, well, you know what I don't think is a real-time crime center i don't think a surveillance like turning oklahoma city into a surveillance state is going to fix any of that sounds expensive oh yeah and it's not going to be cheap i mean absolutely but you know don't worry we're getting 55 millions uh, off of maps four for uh homelessness 
So 10 years from now, we'll get 55 million for a problem that we needed to spend 55 million on yeah, 15 years yeah. ago. So that's cool, but uh, real-time crime center. Anyway, I'll get more information on that. And we'll, we'll dip into that. Recently, the city budget, uh, that's every <laughs> it's every year, but they just recently adopt the uh, budget for FY24, which starts next week. I was about to say, I, I finally learned what fiscal years actually are, and that's... <laughs> it seems strange, yeah. uh, but it, it works out, in my experience, because tax time is such a fucking nightmare for everybody that, mm -hmm. like redoing all those contracts around that time would really be miserable when you're getting all your stuff from the end of the year so i don't know if that's why but it, it works for me doing it though. Person, yeah it's much better to me um so yeah they passed the city budget this is every year i was kind of disappointed but i'm not like pointing fingers disappointed but there was really almost no organizing this year around the budget. We, and that makes sense. We're all exhausted. Mm -hmm. uh, every move that the legislature made during session was to harm members of our community. We're busy. Like, we're all very busy. So I'm not, like, mad at anybody for not organizing around the budget. It was just it was really significant to, for, for the first time in a while, to just not have much in the way of commentary from the public. I mean, three years ago, we spent three hours on comments from the public about the police budget. And this year, we didn't. Um, wow. And that's just kind of how it goes. We're like, we're, we're all doing triage right now, you know, but uh, yeah, they passed that budget and they increased the police budget. I don't even have the numbers in front of me because at this moment, it doesn't even matter to me, right? Same thing. Um, yeah, people do get exhausted when it comes to championing causes because mm -hmm. everybody believes, I believe if you're listening to this, you either agree with us or absolutely hate us. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but it's people just, I think about this with voting too, mm. voting exhaustion happens. Yeah, and compassion exhaustion. You know, we see, that's a good way of putting it. we see so many disasters and just struggles and... Uh, and it, it just, it's so defeating sometimes because it feels like it's a, we're a bunch of individuals fighting these really well-maintained, well-designed, well-funded machines. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it makes us feel small. And we are small compared, but we are mighty. I just don't think that there's anything that could stand against us being organized as a community intersectionally and looking out for each other. Um, I don't think the city government or the police can stand against that, so. Put that on a t-shirt or a, well, I don't think, and specifically po. Yeah, <laughs> police, that's how I always say it. He's a police. I don't know where that came from. That's just old street talk, I guess. Yeah, from back when we would uh, I'd get a hairy eyeball, I'd drag somebody in the alley, throw them an old-fashioned blanket party. I'm not that old, Lindley. <laughs> <I'm> like... <laughs> um, now, I, we have a lot of work ahead of us, and some of that is that uh, we have a new jail coming. Did you know that? I forgot about that. <laughs> I wish I could forget. I know, for real. I I spend so much goddamn time thinking about that fucking jail. What a what a miserable torture chamber it really is. And I could see it from I could see it from my balcony. So I get to really think about it all the time. And it's a lot of what I write about for work. You know, um, 
But yeah, we're getting a new jail, whether you voted for it or not. Um, and that was about half. I'm going to say out of, I'm going to bet 75 people, 75% of the people listening to this podcast voted against that bond. I bet, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would say that this is probably the core group of people who opposed it. Yeah. Um, uh, there might have been some super conservatives out there who were like, you know, no, no taxes. Uh, you know, we probably fair. strange bedfellows. Should we air quote libertarians? That <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a a fun relationship with the libertarians. I have several followers on uh, OKC's fan who are libertarians who like to. <laughs> well, yeah, they're kind of, and it's fun because I have better conversations that, with them than I do with liberals, you know. But uh, yesterday at Pride, uh, I didn't have. A, I kept talking to DJ like he's a child, which I don't usually do. But like people I know would go by, and then I would point them out to him. I'm like, hey, "There's Nicole. <laughs> There's Nicole." He didn't know. Him. He can't see that far. But uh, no, no, he can't see much further than you. Uh, and like you, he he smells me coming and gets excited. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, the one entry in the parade was the Oklahoma County Libertarians. <laughs> no, I mean, and that's, that makes actually, that makes a lot more sense than seeing like the Republican Party there because yeah, Libertarians yeah. are absolutely like, oh, what you're doing isn't harming anybody, then they should not fuck with you yeah, about it, you right, know. Right, right. But uh, when they rolled by, it was just, God love them. It was just very, uh, there wasn't much there. There, um, it was a pickup <laughs> with a trailer. I libertarian for a minute, but <laughs> it's really tainted my opinion because he was also super into Joe Rogan. Oh my God! Yeah, it didn't last very long. No, I imagine not. <laughs> hey, you're good looking. Oh, it stops there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, the libertarians rolled by in the pickup. That's kind of endearing. There was no. It was yeah. absolutely, and these were like it was. All I saw were dudes, and they were like farm boys. <laughs> like it was great. Like in the pride parade and walking along, and like it was great. I like was a, that. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm, I'm like absolutely not making fun of them. But as they pat, and they had a trailer, which <laughs> <laughs> it's, I don't want to make fun of the libertarians, but their trailer broke before the parade was over, and one of the dudes had shame. to like walk alongside, holding up part <laughs> of the. Anyway, as they walked by, I said to DJ, "Look, DJ, it takes all kinds." <laughs> <laughs> and the strangers around me all found amusement at that side, so I was happy about that. You can be amused. Um, but so we've got this jail coming up, and here's, well, oops, uh, here's why it's important. Because it's fucking important. Pay attention to this shit. That's why. Because we're going to cage our neighbors, and we probably should take yeah. some responsibility for how we do that. That's why. And respect them. Yes, and recognize that uh, that life comes with some dignity, or it should. And if we're not standing up for others' agency and dignity, then we are participating in them not having it. So when the jail moves... They've got to figure out a new place to build this. Now, this is tricky, right? Because they've got a lot of guardrails about where they can put it. Needs to be within 10 miles downtown. Needs to be along public transit service. Um, 
it needs to be a certain number of acres because we're not trying to build up like we did for the old jail. We're trying to build out so it's a little bit more accessible and humane. I mean, definitely the tower was a bad fucking idea. Mm -hmm. I think everybody can agree with that, uh, even those of us who did not want to build a new jail. Um, so they're working on that right now, and, and is it going to be a shady behind closed doors kind of a thing it could be i know several people who are on the uh mm -hmm. the advisory board about the bond um and i had a conversation with the chair of that board the other day I just randomly ran into him on the street and had a conversation he just really seems like they're he seems to to be leaning toward being pretty reasonable about where they select a site, but man, where are you going to find 60 acres downtown that doesn't cost millions and millions? Well, they might demo some things, or they might build some place that's empty right now, but it's going to be really fucking far away. And and the thing with... It's going to clap again because there was some noise. All right, Stephen, there was just some exterior noise during that i realized if i could hear it it could probably yeah. bleed pretty well in the audio so uh back on topic we have enough parking lots <laughs> as far as parking goes acreage. as far as parking goes we're pretty set yeah if we could tear down, yeah if we could use some of that surface parking uh to if yeah if we could use that to cage our neighbors instead of storing uh depreciating privately owned assets on public that's my favorite way to describe parking spots is here's a place that i pay for you to store your uh diminishing value uh asset <laughs> like that's what i should start thinking yeah uh, i get to subsidize your investment that is a bad investment so i will say a positive story mm -hmm. surrounding the jail <laughs> okay <laughs> just, just but try me yeah well, actually, I think it'll work. So um, one of the, actually one of the corrections, correctional officers, I don't even, is that what we call them these days? DOs or COs? I call them DOs. They're detention DOs officers. officers. Yeah. Um, he reached out to Period OKC because he realized they were not giving the, they're, we'll call them women in this situation, um, the proper amount of menstrual products, and it was not going to be in his, their budget, and he knew it was never going to be in his, mm. their budget. And he saw what, the, what people say is the case of bartering system. And he said that was actually happening and he wanted to prevent it. Mm. So he, it, it was, took, it was trying to get yeah. products in there, but, um, he reached out to us mm. and that allowed us to get a grant specifically for them. That, so. that's great. I mean, like, so there's that. Yeah, it's harm reduction, right? right. I, I spend a lot of time focused on that, and that's good. I, you know, harm reduction is super important, and it is the first step to creating change. So I uh, definitely am not critical of that. It is awful that these people are in a situation where mm -hmm. they don't have their freedom, much the less. The picture right. is still bullshit. Right, mm -hmm. um, but being able to make it uh, less inhumane. I don't want to say more humane even. It's just less inhumane. I, and I just, honestly, Lindley, this is something I think that all of us, even those of us who are already, like, aware of it and hip to it and think about it, like, 
I think that we all need to constantly grapple with the idea that we have built a society that throws our neighbors into cages and keeps them there for a long time without, without cause. Um, and that is why I like the jail to be right in the middle of downtown. Mm -hmm. I think if we're going to continue this practice of, of locking up our neighbors, caging our Killing. neighbors and, in a place where they easily die, yeah, I think that we need to grapple with that. I think that we have to look at it. And I think putting the jail out on that, in the hinterlands uh, where nobody sees it, I think that is a move in the wrong direction. Uh, and, and add to that the fact that they're going to build, build the jail bigger. And you know what we do when we have a jail? We fill Kill that it. motherfucker up. That's what we do. So let's start with building it smaller. If we're going to build one, which I'm not into, but if we're going to build one, build it smaller. Also, they're planning on, that's an issue I have with this, and I'd be interested in hearing from other people who disagree with me, but like they're planning on putting a significant mental health facility at the jail. And, like, while a lot of people, and I think it speaks to how fucked up our system is, but, like, while there are a lot of people who definitely, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of crossover, let's say, between yeah. those two, specifically from the jail to the mental health. I mean, like, I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm saying people with mental illness are more yeah, criminal. Yeah. That is not the case. Um, I am, but that is, I am not, I'm an anomaly among the, uh, the mental illness community. I'm, I'm, I'm criminogenic as hell. Um, but, uh, but no, uh, yeah, they want to put this big mental health facility there too. And I'm just like, so you're telling me if I'm having, like if I'm on the verge of a mental health crisis, you expect me to go to the fucking jail for help. Well, that makes sense, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, just, you know, there's the jail. It's terrifying. There are cops everywhere. They've got uniforms on their guns, their batons. I've had bad experiences with these people before, and now i got to go to them as they hold the gate to my wellness. Well, that's just not a working formula. I mean, it's, and it's on its surface. It's absurd to me. Anyway, uh... Episode. <sighs> yeah, it just gets so frustrating. I really get. It's like don't trip over my soapbox. Uh, <laughs> as a matter of fact, I, it's more like I grab that soapbox, put it up on top of my high horse, climb up there, and give give a speech. Um, <laughs> that's right. Um, well, listen, that's uh, we're just about uh, out of time for today. Um, I want to remind listeners that this is just the first in the first episode of the returning OKC Spam Podcast edition. Uh, guest today was Lindley Faye Smith, not Lindsay, <laughs> but Lindley Faye. I almost said Lindley Ann. I was looking at your phone. Uh, I just took a picture of him. <laughs> She won't be able to look at it, but she'll be able to show people. <laughs> anyway, um, so this has been the first episode. We're, we, you know, uh, toying with format. It'll change some more. Um, Stephen will cut a bunch of shit yo, out. Yeah, he'll cut it out. Like, we recorded for an hour. It's a 20-minute episode or whatever. Um, so I just want to thank... Uh, 
first of all, I want to thank my friend Lindley. Thank you for coming today, Lindley. Thank you for having me, Marty. Absolutely. I really appreciate it. I can't believe I'm the first. Like, you have a lot cooler people to bring on nah, here. Nah, nah. Uh, I'll tell you folks what about Lindley and me. I don't, like, I don't, I don't drop anything to answer the phone. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> there are two people who call me that I'm like, ah, better answer. Uh, and those are Lindley and Jess. Like, this, like my mom calls, that'll go to voicemail. I don't care what she has to say, but Lindley calls. I'm like, well, we better talk. We've talked about that before. Yeah. We're, we're both the people who it's like, oh. Uh, yeah, I better answer that. And then we're on the phone for three hours. Yeah, so. absolutely. Like, I Having call. conversations like this. Yeah, <laughs> I call to say, hey, we've got this box at, I don't know, at the plunge. And you're like, yeah, I know. And then three hours later, somehow we're like, okay, so you'll pick up that box? And, and a couple, like maybe three times going, well, alternating yeah, yeah. between that. <laughs> well, I really need to go to the bat. It'll wait. Uh, anyway, I really appreciate you coming on. And Lindley will be back. And you, the listener, if you stick with us, you'll get to know Lindley better, which I got to tell you, can only improve your life. Uh, mine, mine is much better since I've gotten to know Lindley. Um, and keep an eye out for period OKC and, uh, you know, check them out and, and, uh, pitch in. It's a great organization and it's one of the NPOs in Oklahoma city where you don't have to think, where's this money going? We keep it simple. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. So, um, I hope you'll join us again soon, uh, for our next episode, episode two of uh, OKC Span podcast, The Return. I'm uh, still, still fucking around with things to say about this. <laughs> like, give, give it another chance. You know, I watch a lot of horror movies, and so I'm sure that, like, uh, I don't know, like, OKC Span. Are you going to get impaled or something? Okay, well, yeah, possibly. Again, uh, again, Final Destination. I, I, dodged, I dodged death once and I was like, no, my sodium levels will come up death. I'll show you. And then, um, you know, I've always suspected that I will die by being hit by the number 22 bus, Chicago uh, so bus. Oh yeah. It's going to be the Chicago transit authority number 22 bus. Why will it be careening down? I don't know. Kickapoo in Shawnee, Oklahoma. I don't know, but it's going to find me. Callers? Yeah, let's go to the phones. <laughs> um, uh, so, anyway, yeah, we'll be back, and I don't want to belabor the point. Uh, uh, please continue to follow. If you don't follow OKC Span and you're listening to this podcast, I, that is baffling to me. I encourage you to continue to listen, but I don't know what drew you here. Uh, stick, <laughs> a, stick around. It'll get even better. But uh, Lindley will be back with us. I'll be back with somebody else soon, and, uh, and we'll all get to talk. I don't really have a way for you to reach out to me right now. If you have something to reach out about, I'm going to say hit me up on Twitter at OKC underscore span, as I assume you know. Um, yeah, DM me if you got anything that you want to talk about for now, and I'll set up a, I don't know, I'll set up a <laughs> Gmail or something. Yeah, whatever. Um, and uh, we'll go to the phones uh, to close this episode out. Now, uh, thank you all for listening, Lindley. Thank you for being here. I want to say thanks to Stephen Tyler yes, um, you, for uh, producing this episode and editing. And, <laughs> and uh, editing. Um, 
Yeah. And uh, so with that, uh, thank you for listening and we'll see you again. Well, we won't see you again. You'll listen to us again soon. Goodbye. Adios. This has been the OKC Span podcast. Produced by Mostly Harmless Media. Theme music by the incredible Nate Ward. <laughs>